or of a prize package. <laughs> <laughs> Room Podcasting Hour. My name is Darian. You'll have to excuse my nasally drones this week, inmates. I am in the throes of a full-on allergy attack. Speaking of allergies and things I'm allergic to, Buddy's in the house. Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? What's up, Buddy? Oh, man, it feels good to be back. You're alive, my man. Yeah, yeah I'm here. I'm and you're alive. here. You're alive and you're here. <laughs> yeah. I was worried that it was just going to be a dead buddy. But <laughs> right. you're, it's, you're, you're alive. <laughs> <laughs> dead buddy body. <laughs> what's up with you, big guy? It's been oh, like two man. months. Oh, well, you know, with my mom going into the hospital and everything and losing a leg and... Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, it's just been a rough roller coaster. Yeah, no shit, dude. Yeah. Uh, so give us a health update. Does it look like she's going to make? Is she stabilized? Yeah, she's stabilized now. Uh, she's got her first physical therapy tomorrow. Okay. Um, and yeah, she's got. It's just a little nub right below the knee. That's all she's got left. And uh, we'll see what they can do with it. Jesus <laughs> Christ! Yeah, let the healing begin. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Diabetes is a killer. Get some fucking exercise. <laughs> yeah. Have a carrot from time to time. Yeah. Or a broccoli. But she's not going to be going home for at least 16, 18 weeks. Well, she's probably got to learn how to walk all over again, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And they got to you know, just make sure everything's good after yeah. a surgery like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. God, amputation. Mm. So she probably couldn't feel anything from the knee down. Right. Uh, mostly in her foot. Her like, foot? Like, she was able to feel like if you were to touch the top of her ankle or whatever, she, she could feel it. Yeah. But not very well, but like her toes and her bottom of her feet. Just if nothing. she stepped on a nail, she'd probably barely even feel it. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Did they look gnarly? Uh, yeah. Ah! I'm <laughs> yeah. sure. There you go. All right, man. Well, uh, speaking of things disgusting and special effects and such, we got a regular horror show to get into here, big guy. Yeah. We got horror news. We got listener mail. We got all kinds of stuff going on. All right. Let's kick things off with a little horror news, buddy. Oh, yeah. Horror news. Let's see. These are uh, news topics of a horror nature, usually. Some, we try to keep it that way anyway. horror news what do you got for me all right stranger things garbage pail kid figures now available at walmart yes designed by garbage pail kids artist joe simcoe the lineup includes demo gordon stylin steve waff l and devoted dustin Mm -hmm. yeah you get these at walmart or online all right for all mm -hmm. you toy collectors out there. 
Yeah. I know you're out there. <laughs> yeah, right? And that's not all who's involved with Stranger Things. Funko unveils massive line of Stranger Things Season 4 toys also. That's right, because uh, Stranger Things 4 is coming out on Netflix May 27th. Funko decided to hurry up and get on it as well. So as usual, look for limited exclusives, including Walmart's exclusive Funko Pop, vinyl figure of Lucas in his basketball gear. I feel like the Funkos are finally starting to go away. Do you? I feel like it. <laughs> I feel I, I haven't heard. Is not we don't have a Funko minute like we used to. Oh right. Oh wait a minute. You're you're looking at your phone. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you got more Funko Stand bullshit. By. No, I'm oh, just kidding. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I feel like uh, you know about what a year, maybe two years ago. Every week it was more Funko this and Funko oh, that. Yeah. Heck, oh, that one time um, I think I had four or five stories yeah, of Funko. It was all Funko. One, one night. It was Funko news. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. I feel like it's finally going away. I'm all right with that. Mr. Glenn Danzig is writing a werewolf biker movie plus sequels to his first two horror movies. Excited for that one? Um, Did you see any of his? I saw one of the horror movies. Okay, so you got the Vampire's Vengeance. Right. Is Death Rider sequel. Right. Um, I didn't see actually that one or the other one, which was... Verotic. Verotic's, yeah. I saw... So there's a sequel to that one coming. I saw Verotic. It's an anthology, okay. and it is pretty fucking dumb. All right. <laughs> it's pretty dumb. <laughs> it was uh, a chick with huge boobs who had eyeballs in her nipples, and then she could eat you basically with her snatch. Oh, my goodness. So and that was one. that's the only one I remember. I think there was like a spider lady uh, situation or something. I don't yeah. – I remember it being very silly. Interesting. Maybe, maybe so bad it's good. Oh, really? Maybe. Hmm. Maybe I'll have to do a Glenn Danzig month. I was just thinking that. Too. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it's a werewolf biker movie that is his next project. Okay, so, it we'll sounds see. very Rob Zombie. Yeah, uh, Morbius comes to home digital this month and physical media in June. Nice. That's right. They made 161 million at the theaters, and so later on it'll be. Uh, oh, here we go. Morbius comes to digital May 17th and 4K. UHD, Blu-ray, and DVD, June 14th. Sweet deal. This year. I got to get caught up on all that shit. Mm Mm-hmm. And last but not least, Scream Factory brings Species to 4K Ultra HD for the first time. Oh, cowboy. Yeah, that's right. This 1995 movie Species is getting the full upgrade treatment july 26th this year yeah get your pants off there cowboy (laughs) right that's all i got what do you got hey now are you ready for this uh texas chainsaw massacre video game oh maybe i'm into it yeah i mean there's there's a lot of horror movie video game adaptations coming at us Mm -hmm. probably this year you got a texas chainsaw massacre you got an evil dead thing all kinds of shit going on. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Do you remember? You've seen that movie, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Remember The Hitchhiker? Mm-hmm. Uh, he, the, the, in the video game, he's going to be voiced by the actual actor, Ed Neal. Yeah. Yeah. Heck, yeah. It, 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 it's a good picture. Two dollars. I like it when they do that. They actually get the real stars. Dude, we went to Halloween Horror Nights this last October. Mm-hmm. There was a Texas Chainsaw Massacre like uh, themed attraction. Mm-hmm. They had a dude running around while you wait in line to get in, running around with an old timey photo, uh, <laughs> yeah, camera. Uh-huh. Looked spot on, just like that guy. Oh, that's awesome! And he's like harassing people. It's a good picture. Two dollars. <laughs> uh, what else we got here? 
<laughs> uh, it's been a while, but we've been keeping an eye on this story. Elizabeth Banks, you know the name? Oh, yeah. Hottie. She's making her directorial debut. Very attractive young lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, uh, it's a little film called Cocaine Bear. Okay. It's exactly <laughs> what it sounds like. Really? A bear uh, on cocaine? A bear on cocaine. And cocaine. it's getting a winter 2023 release. Whoa, that's a ways away. Um, well, I don't, yeah, maybe. Unless it's like January. Oh, In which okay. case, it's about yeah. six months. The ending of... I'm excited for Cocaine Bear. Yeah. Uh, that, I'd, no, I'd definitely check it out. No trailers yet. But okay. she is telling everybody it is exactly what it sounds like. A rampaging grizzly bear... Uh, Beaked up on cocaine. <laughs> Probably rummaged through a people who were camping or something that happened to have like cocaine and got yeah, into it and just uh, went crazy after that. Maybe probably. there was like a uh, cartel with a smuggling operation yeah, in the woods. In the woods, <laughs> yeah. This fucking bear. You, you can't kill it now. It's all right. Beaked up on cocaine. Yeah. It's probably, unstoppable. Yeah. It's going to steal your car. <laughs> yeah. You know, go driving, tearing down the highway. <laughs> Uh, lastly, uh, are you caught up on this uh, Yellow Jackets show on Showtime? No. Me neither. I've seen uh, trailers for it. It looks good. Okay. It's been picked up for a second season. Cool. Yellow Jackets. All right. I assume it has something to do with bees. Yeah, maybe. Or dudes that wear green, ja- uh, yellow jackets. Unless it's a team name. I don't know. Well, like the, the cover art is a chick with a bee on her face. Oh, so okay. that yeah. kind of nails that one home, I suppose, yeah. right? Yeah, I don't know. I so I've, I've heard good things. Okay, so cool. If you have Showtime streaming, check out the Yellow Jackets and get ready for season two, my man. Yeah, that's all we got on the horror news, buddy. You ready for some listener mail? Let's do it. Oh, listener mail. Listener mail. We got emails and voicemails and all kinds of stuff. We got a Terradome thing to talk about here. A matchup, buddy. Mm. A fight, if you will. Who do you think would win in a fight between the Chucky family? That's a family, buddy. That's a full family. Mm. Uh, Chucky, Tiffany, uh, Glenn or Glenda, depending on what, whatever the hell. Uh, versus the Umbrella Corporation. Umbrella Corporation. Thank you very much for that. I'm glad you're you're thinking with the right head there, buddy. Hands down. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, let's get over to Sydney, Australia. Here comes Tim. Hey, Tim. Subject line, this is tough. Hey, Darian, how's things? My apologies for the lack of emails over the last few weeks. I've been meaning to send mail every week, but always forget. Terradome this week is hard. Do I back Darian's team or Lance's team? Here's the thing, Darian and Lance. I love you both, so I'm not going to back either team. Instead, I'm going to use my brain on this one, and quite honestly, I don't see Chucky's family walking out alive. I'm taking the Umbrella Corporation on this one. You're exactly right, Tim. Mm -hmm. I'm interested to see what you think of Choose or Die. Quite honestly, I think it's pretty forgettable. I'll send my mail with this. I got a chance to, I guess, see the sadness This is a film coming to Shudder on May 12th, and it's a film you all need to check out. All right. Uh, This will be one of the best of the year for many people. Definitely recommend this one, especially for you gorehounds. That's it for me. Much love to you all. Tim. Right on, Tim. Right on. Thanks for writing in, big guy. Heck yeah. 
Let's get out to the open road. Here comes Freddy. Hey, Freddy. Subject line, dolls. Hmm. Hey, folks, just a quick vote today as I'm halfway through today's trip. I'll go serious this round and vote Umbrella Corporation over the doll family. Chucky is funny, but not really able to take down the trained soldiers of the corporation. I do have all the Scream movies in the rig and having fun rewatching them. Stay safe out there. Cheers, Freddy. Thanks, Freddy. Thanks, Freddy. That's two more for Umbrella Corp. This could uh, this could be a bit of a blowout. Right. Speaking of cowboys, here he comes. Hey, cowboy. Right here in Reno, Nevada. Subject line, screaming. Evening, padded room. Hope everyone is doing well. And someone made it in tonight. If not, maybe we can get a return of Deacon's joke hour. <laughs> <laughs> Educate. Are you spare parts? I completely forgot who I was on the... No, I am not, actually. There, um... Cowboy, when I tell you, you're going to kick yourself in the face. Hmm. Uh, the Grim Reaper makes me think of Julian Richings, who's played death a few times in different things. Terra Dome, I'll give the proper vote, even though I grew up watching Chucky. Vote goes to the Umbrella Corporation. Skill and weapons beat silly dolls. Yep. You are correct. Immersion Therapy, I actually watched this the other week and had fun with it. Also did catch the new Batman movie. Pretty good, I thought. And yes, you can watch it with the kids. I'll shoot you a, I'll shoot you a text later so we can meet up when it works for you, Darian. Back to the grind. Hope everyone has a great week and catch you on the flip, cowboy. Right on, cowboy. Right on, cowboy. Thanks for writing in, dude. Uh, I will hook up with you hopefully later this week. <laughs> and I can deliver your prize pack to you, which will be full of pornography this time. <laughs> I got a box. I'm going to tape it shut. It's going to be weird. I'm going to probably not look you in the eye when I hand it to you. In fact, I may just leave it somewhere. Sounds like dick in a box. (laughs) (laughs) You have to meet me in the back of the theater, cowboy. I'll have your package on my lap. (laughs) Don't make any sudden movements. I want to see your hands. (laughs) Reach in there with your hands and get it. (laughs) Take those gloves off. (laughs) God damn it. Why you always got to get perverted with things, buddy? <laughs> Why not? Why not? Uh, let's check the old junk folder right quick. Nope, that's all we got on the emails. We do have some voicemails here for your listening pleasure. Why don't we start things off down in the humid south with our main man in Alabama. Here comes Alan of the Cha-Cha. Hey, Alan. Padded room, what's up? What's up, uh, Alan? Terror Dome, give me umbrella, because you said you don't see how they're going to be Chucky. Yeah. And y'all know I was joking when I called y'all not lovers. <laughs> I just figured they were going to run away with it. Oh. Anyway, that's all I got. I don't remember who Mr. Darian is. Y'all have a good one. Bye. Thank you very much for calling in, Alan. You got it, man. When I tell you who I was last week... I think a lot of you guys are going to kick yourself right in the face. It's going to blow your mind. It's going to blow your mind. You're going to go, fucking shit, he's right. (laughs) I should have known that. Uh, Let's get down to Southern California. Here comes Mad Max himself, Mr. Tom Hardy's in the house. Hey, Tom Hardy. Hey, yo, padded room. How's my favorite degenerate? I hope everyone is doing well. hope everyone's doing fine. I wanted to get in real quick on the uh, Terror Dome Mm. there. We got the... uh, the Chucky, Charles V. Ray family yep. against the uh, Umbrella Corp. Yes, sir. I got I to gotta get it to the Umbrella Corp on yeah. this one. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, a little foul-mouthed doll 
with a knife and what a ruler. I told Lance, bad idea. Smack up the nemesis Mm -hmm. with a ruler. Does he listen to me? And (laughs) I, you know what? I just don't don't see how that's going to work out for the Ducky family. So put me down for the Umbrella Corps. Yes, sir. At least they got. Yes, like actual monsters. I've, I've never been a child's play Chucky guy. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, hey, on the what are you looking at department? What you got? I uh, I checked out this flick from the 1950s called Man Beast. I think like I a, have uh, that one. Abominable snowman thing. Yeah. It's all right. The uh, the mask, the the Yeti mask uh-huh. or snowman or whatever the fuck it is. It, uh, it was one of those masks that don't move. <laughs> so, like, as the, uh, as the man beast is like, rawr, the mask doesn't move. Yep. Uh, I, you know what? I actually liked it. Okay. I, something like that, I would normally be, like, pissy with the flick about. Right. For some reason, on this one, it worked. I don't know. It okay. Was, it was okay. It was a short flick. It was exactly what I was thinking I, I needed, you know, a quick in and out, short flick, perfect sure. for me. Um. So I think it was on Prime. Check it out if you're interested, if you're looking for a snowman movie. Again, it's a 1950s nonsense, so have fun with that. Okay. Uh, I also um, started watching the... Uh... Oh, yes. All right, so I got a little bit behind right. on my Horror for Dummies, okay. and I saw they were doing Choose or Die, yeah. and then I heard that that was the uh, immersion therapy for this week. I was like, oh, man, it, it's got to be... Uh, <laughs> it's got to be, you know, like the universe telling me telling you to, to watch, watch that movie. So I did. I watched it. I thought it was okay. It wasn't wasn't bad. It wasn't wasn't great. You know, no. nothing nothing phenomenal. Nothing's gonna break no budgets or anything like that. No. Um, but I thought it was all right. I kind of liked the uh, the premise of it, although I thought that it was a bit, hmm. you know, not consistent. Uh, there didn't seem to be any consistency. Why? You know, you would choose or die some right. random person, completely uninvolved waitress right. is going to die because of some choice you've made of apple pie or coffee or whatever yeah. the fuck it was. Yeah. There's a lot, anyway, there's a lot of all in all, I thought it was a fun flick. You know, no, again, not, another some... in and out. One of the things... And GP'd. And he called back. Yeah, it's good if you don't think about it. <laughs> yeah, I, we'll get into it in immersion therapy, but I found there, there was some good scenes. Yes. The story overall was kind of silly really mm-hmm. especially the 8-bit like commodore game yeah from like 1989 or something like that well whatever uh he called back g motherfucking peed. hell yeah yes sir anyway uh like i was saying um oh yeah one of the things i really did actually like about the choose or die bit was uh when you were seeing like the the city from from like a bird's eye view or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It almost looked like like the interior of a computer, the yeah. way the like memory RAMs and all that are stacked up. At least that's the impression I got. I, sure. I imagine that was intentional. I so like I said, I thought it was an okay flick. Um, but you know, like like I was want to do, you know, I was looking for something kind of kind of shorter, and I was like, you know what, I I've been weaning to watch that. Uh, Haunting of Hill House. Ooh, that's a good one. And I got to catch a couple of episodes of that. That was pretty damn good. I know yeah. I'm late to the party on this you one, are. but that, that's a pretty good one. It is. Um, so, yeah, I was just trying to find something short, something I can get in and out on. 
Anyway, uh, oh, Mr. Hmm. Brock. Yes, sir. Last week you had mentioned that uh, that movie Bright. Uh, yeah. That with the fantasy orcs. flick that had Will Smith, like orcs and elves or whatever, yeah. down in L.A. Yeah. Hey, bro. I, you just need to know where to go. I can take you down. I'll <laughs> fucking take you to see some orcs right now, dude. There's, there's things like these critters. I don't. These, some of these critters, they make fucking orcs look good. Oh yeah! Wow. Scary yuck. motherfuckers down there. I don't doubt anyway, it. Anyway, hope all is well. Love you like family. Bye now. Love you too, Tom Hardy. Thank you for calling in, my friend. Yeah, man. Uh, speaking of uh, Halloween horror nights, they also had a haunting of Hill House attraction. Nice, spot on, dude. Wow. Is, like walking right through that that Hill House, mm-hmm. and the the what was it? The crooked crooked neck guy and the the hat lady. Wow. Maybe it was the Hat Man and the crooked. I don't know, but they had like actors doing like spot on. That's really cool. Yeah, it was it was pretty freaky. Uh, that's all we got on the listener mail, my friend. All right. Uh, do you have anything for GP, Alan, Freddie, Tim, or the Cowboy? Thank you, everybody, for calling right it in. Terra Domes are locked in, boys. The Mental Health Hotline is area code 775-387-0275, or get us on the email at thepaddedroom2011 at hotmail.com. Tell us, uh, give us some movie recommendations. Uh, yeah. Ask us about dental hygiene. Not that either one of us knows anything about it, other than brushing your teeth. Um, vote for the Terradome. Uh, send us pictures of your penis. We get plenty of those anyway. <laughs> <laughs> or boobs. We prefer boobs if you have them. All right, buddy. Are you ready to scream? Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Hello. Hello. Who is this? You tell me your name, I'll tell you mine. <laughs> I don't think so. What's that noise? Popcorn. You're making popcorn? Well, I'm getting ready to watch a video. Really? What? Well, just some scary movie. You like scary movies? Uh-huh. You never told me your name. Why do you want to know my name? I want to know who I'm looking at. Someone is playing a deadly game. It all began with a scream over 911. Someone who's seen one too many scary movies. Now he's taken his love of fear. Hello? Hello, Sydney. One step too far. Do you like scary movies? What's the point? They're all the same. Some stupid killer stalking some big breasted girl who can't act who's always running up the stairs when she should be going out the front door. It's insulting. There are certain rules that one must abide by in order to successfully survive a scary movie. Number one, you can never have sex. Hey, what? This me. Never, ever, ever under any circumstances say, I'll be right back. Because you won't be back. You get another beer, you want one? Yeah, sure. I'll be right back. He didn't make the rules. The police are always off track. If they watch Palm Night, they save time. He just kills by them. Don't answer the phone. Don't open the door. Don't try to hide. Everybody's a suspect! You're not scared, are you? Scream. That's right, buddy. It is Scream from 1996. Yes. Your microphone is not on, my friend. No. No, it is not. <laughs> I forgot how to do this. Oh, shit. It's been too long. <laughs> yeah. So, 
I saw this movie in the movie theater in 1996 with a young lady named Shannon. Uh, I was not all that into Shannon. But, and to be honest with you, I didn't really like Scream either. Yeah. Uh, What sticks out to me is that Shannon was being kind of cunty. Okay. And uh, I had to make like three trips to the snack bar for her. And I was oh, starting to get... That's the worst. I was starting to get fucking pissed. Yeah. First, it was Raisinets, and I brought her back Raisinets, and she said, oh, these have raisins in them. No shit. Yeah, they're called Raisinets. No, I wanted the crunchy ones. You told me to get Raisinets. Well, they're, but they're supposed to be crunchy. There's no such thing as crunchy raisins, Shannon. Sounds like she wasn't into you, too. She was that's just fine. trying to make that's it fine. miserable for you. Then what are we doing here, Shannon? <laughs> yeah. I don't even know how we arrived here to be at this point in our right? lives. You know what I mean? <laughs> it is Scream from 1996, buddy. It got 7.3 stars. It's written wow. by Kevin Williamson, directed by Wes Craven. Stars Nev Campbell, Courtney Cox, and David Arquette. Has an R rating. Oh, buddy. Journey with me. Back into hollowed antiquity, the year of our Lord, Anno Domine, 1,996. <laughs> I was a senior in high school. Wow. Yeah. And this is a nice time capsule of 90s high school life. Yeah. And it's, uh, I, I, uh, I wax nostalgic. Watching this movie. Mm-hmm. Not so much because the movie or where I was in life, but just seeing kids go to the video rental place. Yeah. You know what I mean? See the phone? The, the phone, yeah. yeah. The gold cordless phones. <laughs> yeah. You thought you were badass because you didn't have to have conversations in your kitchen mm-hmm. like you always had to. Man, those were the days. Yeah. <laughs> you don't see that anymore. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? Kids having sex at parties, they don't do that shit. No. They just send pictures of their genitals. Mm-hmm. It's boring. <laughs> Go get hammered. Get somebody pregnant, for Christ's sakes, will yeah. you? All right. Well, enough about me. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, this is the start of a franchise and the start of Scream Month here in the padded room. Uh, our movie begins with a very um, When a Stranger Calls sequence, albeit much more cheeky and fun this time around. Have you seen When a Stranger Calls? Yeah. Uh, Carol Kane. Mm-hmm. Have you checked the children? Mm-hmm. Basically the same thing going on here, except with Drew Barrymore. Right. Now, this was a fairly independent film. Uh, by that, I mean it didn't get a wide box office release or anything like that. Right. Um, Drew Barrymore is pretty prominently displayed on the poster, though. Yeah. I, I think uh, she was the, like the star of the, the show, one. even though um, like none of the other cast really was out at that time. Not really. I mean, Nev Campbell, I believe this came out after The Craft, but she yeah. had a supporting role in The Craft, right. even though she kind of ran away with it. Matthew Lillard. Matthew Lillard had a few roles, uh, Hackers, uh, some other things here yeah. and there. Um, that's about, uh, I think David Arquette had been around, Skeet Ulrich. Anyway, that's how our movie begins. We get uh, a young lady at home alone. She's waiting on her boyfriend to show up. Um, she's making some popcorn. The phone rings. It's a creepy guy with a somewhat sexy voice, I thought, mm-hmm. on the other end, asking her about horror movies. Yeah. Uh, there's little little things here and there. Oh, I want to know who I'm looking at. She's like, what? What are you talking? Are you How looking at me? creepy that would be. Yeah, I know, right? I'd be like, oh, let me just uh, <laughs> see if I can... Uh, 
right over here is where I keep the, you know, I'd be like flexing. For, if, it was, if some chick called me randomly. I was, was like, like, the dude? Huh? Yeah. I'd be like, hey, you want to come in? Or, come on in. Go make some popcorn. Yeah, I got, I got plenty of popcorn here. I can, let, let me call my girlfriend tell her I'm busy. Uh, but uh, so these, these phone calls go back and forth. Uh, there's like three or four phone calls. Eventually, this guy gets really creepy and he's like, don't you fucking hang up on me. And she gets weirded out, and then we find out that uh, her boyfriend that was on his way over is tied up to the uh, a deck chair in the back patio. Mm-hmm. She throws the lights. He's all beat up and duct taped. Mm. She's like, oh, my God, leave him alone, leave him alone. So the uh, voice on the phone gives her the option of possibly saving the boyfriend by playing a round of horror trivia. Uh, first question, I believe, was who was the killer in the Halloween movies? She guessed Michael Myers, and that yep. is correct. She got that one right. So mm-hmm. he's like, okay, well, that was just a warm-up question. Right. And then the next question is, who is the killer in the Friday the 13th movie? And she said Jason Voorhees, which is incorrect, unfortunately. Uh, he didn't say for which Friday the 13th part one. He just said right. Friday the 13th. Yeah. But I guess you kind of have to draw the inference, right? Right. So that gets her boyfriend Steve killed. He gets eviscerated and his guts are all over the back patio. Uh, about this time, the guy on the phone's had about enough of this shit. So he just comes crashing through the, the back uh, sliding glass door. Hmm. Big chase sequence involved. Uh, some struggle. She makes it out of the house. He catches up to her just as her parents are pulling into the driveway. Uh, stab, stab, stab on the side of the house. She makes it up to the porch. Uh, basically, they're walking in the front door just as our killer, who we get to see, sort of, uh, is wearing, like, at the time it was referred to as a, quote-unquote, father death costume. Yeah. Uh, it's like a, a a ghost type of a thing, like a Grim Reaper kind of a dude, mm-hmm. but with, like, this screaming face and i th- believe the the costume was based on a the the painting the scream mm-hmm. which is this old i think picasso of a guy standing on a bridge screaming um but it's basically this big open mouth uh empty eyes and a white face and then a black grim reaper hood to go with it uh chase her down stab 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 hang her up on the uh outside of the front of the house and rip her guts out just as the popcorn is catching on fire and that's when mom leaves the house to go find some help and discovers the body of her daughter. And that's our opening sequence, buddy. Yeah. Uh, that's that's a good uh, probably f- 10 minutes yeah. of the movie. It was a great opening, though. It is. It is. Yeah. And, you know, you're opening up with Drew Barrymore. Yeah. And you're thinking, oh, well, there's our survivor girl. She's uh-huh. a big star. She's going to f- solve the murder and all of her friends are going to get butchered. Surprise. And then she gets killed. Yeah. Very psycho-esque move mm-hmm. on the po- on the part of uh, Wes Craven there. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. Now we cut to the next day at school. Word has gotten around about uh, these two kids getting killed. Their names were Casey and Steve. And uh, it's a big day of mourning here at uh, Westboro High. Uh, we're going to meet our, our kids, our, our body count group here. Uh, we have Sydney, played by Nev Campbell. She's going to be the actual survivor girl, of course. Mm-hmm. Her best friend Tatum, played by Rose McGowan. Dude, the nips on Rose McGowan. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> when she puts that skin-tight green oh, sweater on. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Look out. <laughs> yeah. She's going to do, do some damage with yeah. those things. Yeah. <laughs> 
we have Matthew Lillard playing uh, Stu. Uh, Billy playing or uh, played by uh, Skeet Ulrich. That's going to be Sydney's boyfriend. And then we have a random dude who's just like the fifth wheel in this this operation. Randy played by J- Jamie Kennedy. He's our film buff. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we have here are the standard archetypes found in every teenage slasher film. You have the bad boy, you have the clown, you have the slut, you have the nerdy girl, and then there's usually one quirky kind of character hmm. that is kind of, you know, fits in there, but in a doesn't really fit in kind of a way, and that yeah. would be Randy. Okay, fair enough. Um, so far, other than that kick-ass uh, opening sequence, we're really not seeing anything too original here. It's another standard teenage slasher movie. Mm-hmm. We've seen thousands of these. In fact, we name a few as the movie goes on. Mm-hmm. Prom Night, um, other ones, uh, Student Bodies, uh, pretty much anything with Jamie Lee Curtis in it. Yeah, uh, Halloween a lot. Yeah, Halloween, of course. They all get referenced as we go. It's fun. It's fun. It's like a uh, little poke at the genre, mm-hmm. circa 1996. Uh, so that's very cool. Sydney, we're going to find out, is um, she's got a bit of a troubled past. Apparently, a year before this, her mother was brutally raped and murdered, and uh, they caught the guy that did it, a guy by the name of Cotton Leary, and he's played by Liv Schreiber. We're not going to get too much of him in this movie. Yeah, Just some news footage, really, but we'll catch up with him in the sequels. Um, we, uh, we have a reporter on the scene, on the scene. Her name is Gail Weathers. She's played by Courtney Cox. She did a big expose on Sydney's mom and she thinks that they, they, uh, arrested the wrong guy. So this Cotton Leary dude is already in jail and on death row, Mm -hmm. which is very, uh, very quick process. It usually takes a lot longer than a year for something like that to go down. Okay. Regardless. After that, uh, basically, we just have a standard high school. You know, we have the usual uh, knuckleheads um, running around. We, the, the relationship between Sydney and Billy is pretty weird. And I've got to tell you, as far as non-acting goes, Skeet Ulrich did a great job of not acting at all in this movie. <laughs> really, his only job was to peer up at Nev Campbell through his his bangs. Yeah. Sydney, I'm not a killer. It reminded me of, um, oh, hmm. Johnny Depp. Really trying to be Johnny Depp, yeah. I felt like. Uh, ironically enough, he would have kind of fit into Johnny Depp's role in Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh-huh. Just not as Depp. Right. More, a lot less Depp. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> yes. like 30% Depp, where Johnny is like a, obviously 100% Depp. Yeah. So he's like, I don't know. Now that I think about it, more like twenty five percent Depp. <laughs> like he's like a he's like a doofus doing a Johnny Depp impersonation. That's <laughs> yeah. really what it is. Yeah, but uh, that's fine. Uh, he's supposed to be the bad boy. We know he's the bad boy yeah. because later this night he creeps through her bedroom window, which I believe these days would be considered sexual assault. Before he even puts a hand on her. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Dad pops in. And this is where we get the standard move in every teenage slasher movie. We have to explain why the parents are not going to be in the picture for the duration of the film. Mm -hmm. And that's what's about to happen here. Dad is leaving for a conference, uh, and he's going to be gone, I believe, for at least a week. And uh, he left some cash for pizza and don't get into trouble, and I'll see you in a week. (laughs) My parents never went anywhere (laughs) 
<laughs> when I was a kid. And if they did, they took me with them. Where were all these kids whose parents would just vanish for a couple of days a week at a time? You know what I mean? Yeah. I, none of my friends either. Everybody's parents were always there. Yo, you want to have a party? Go fuck yourself. I'll be sitting right here. <laughs> I don't know, man. But that is standard formula for a teenage slasher film. We got mm-hmm. to carefully excuse the parents for the next hour and a half. Okay, fair enough. Uh, so we get some backstory on Billy and uh, Sydney. Uh, Sydney's been a bit standoffish, and Billy's trying to get her to have sex with him. And again, this kind of takes me back to 1996 because yeah. I had the girlfriend who I desperately wanted to have sex with, and was uh, bumble fucking my way through that process. I'm not going to give you the gruesome details, buddy. No, don't look at me like that. No, no, no. You, I saw the way you leaned in, and you got all curious. All of a sudden. <laughs> but uh, again, it kind of harkens back to my high school career. Eventually, she's like, well, I don't know. And then she flashes her boobs, which we don't get to see. And then he finally leaves. Mm -hmm. Uh, But what we're showing here is that uh, they have a longstanding relationship, these two. Billy is a bit of a bad boy. Uh, He really wants to have sex with her. And she's not into it because she's a virgin and would like to stay that way. Mm -hmm. And she's probably not all that into Billy either, to be honest. Yeah. All right, fair enough. Uh, cut to the next day. Sydney and Billy get into a bit of a fight in the school. Um, there's a couple of ass clowns running around in a uh, Father Death mask scaring people because mm-hmm. now the word has gotten out that the killer was wearing this Father Death mask. Uh, Sydney uh, goes home and crashes on her couch. She calls Tatum that night to come over and pick up some videos on the way. That's something I miss about the 90s yeah going to a friend's house stopping at reno video picking up something with a lot of boobs in it yeah the, the kid behind blockbuster the counter. Yeah. oh my gosh the kid behind the counter doesn't i lived give a there shit. yeah <laughs> he'd rent you whatever you i'd take those playboy movies home he didn't care give a fuck <laughs> as long as i brought him back he didn't care sure uh, tits on the nile take that one too you 12 year old <laughs> <laughs> Um, Is that behind a beaded room? No, no. Reno Video didn't have that. They just oh, okay. they just put them up on the top shelf. Oh, so little ones, so little ones see? couldn't get it. But if you're you know fourteen, fifteen, you could reach up there. So, oh, here's some boobs. But this with Disney. Okay, I'll take these. <laughs> yeah, here's uh, uh, the history of aluminum and uh, tits on the Nile. <laughs> yeah, uh, but be careful with the history of aluminum. I'm going to want to watch that first. Anyway. Um, She's coming over. As soon as she hangs up the phone, Sydney gets a phone call. It's our mysterious, sexy stranger. Do you like scary movies? And she's like, who the hell is this? Uh, she thinks it's Randy because he keeps talking about uh, scary movies. Mm-hmm. She's like, uh, no, Randy, go fuck yourself. I hate horror movies. They're all dumb. Chicks should be running out the front door instead of up the stairs. It's kind of insulting. And then she hangs up and he calls back and he's like, don't hang up on me, bitch. And she goes outside. She's like, you're not watching me. What am I doing? Hey. And then he jumps out of the closet behind her mm-hmm. big struggle chase 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 fight 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 they run upstairs because she can't get the the chain on the door unlocked yeah literally just doing the thing that she was just complaining about yeah running upstairs mm-hmm. oh sweet irony uh he chases her up there uh now at this point she manages to put a little bit of a beating on Ghostface, uh and he goes hauling ass downstairs just then uh billy pops his head in the window Mm-hmm. And she, he gets in there. He's like, Sydney, what's going on? 
And she's like, this is going to get killer. And then, and then a cell phone pops out of his pocket. Mm-hmm. Well, it was supposed to be a cell phone. It looked more like a television remote. <laughs> yeah. But I guess that's what they look like in 1996. <laughs> I did not have a cell phone in 96. I don't think I knew anybody with a cell phone in 96. I had 96. a pager, I think. I think we were still on pagers, 96. Yeah. That sounds about right. Uh, so she sees the cell phone and she's like, oh. And then right about that time, the cops show up and they arrest Billy because they think that he might be the killer. He had the cell phone. Mm-hmm. So scary shit. See, it couldn't go down like that today, buddy. Nope. Because you could just hit redial on that cell phone. And if it went right to the house, then, you know, boom, you got him. Mm-hmm. And uh, probably the house phone would have caller ID on it, too. So it'd be like, hey, that's that's my killer right there. <laughs> you know? <laughs> But uh, 96, Who has a house phone? <laughs> I know. Yeah. Why would you even call the house phone? And really, you wouldn't even call. You'd probably text her. Hey, do you like scary movies? <laughs> right? Pretend, pretend Lazy is, version of Scream. Yeah. <laughs> this is a millennial yeah, Scream. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> He's sitting out on the front porch. <laughs> yeah. Do you like scary, like scary movies? movies? Could you come out here so I could kill you real quick? Backspace, backspace, oh, backspace. Shit, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, type autocorrect, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the cops arrest um, Billy, obviously. They take him in. Uh, we're going to meet some more characters here. We got Deputy Dewey, who is actually Tatum's older brother, played by David Arquette. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dewey's pretty cool. He's like kind of a doofus, though, and he's only 25. Uh, he's trying really hard to be a cop, but he's a small-town cop at the same time. So he's kind of in that weird. And plus, everybody just knows him as... Dewey from school. Mm-hmm. So there's that also. And his little sister kind of bullies him a little bit. Uh, so Dewey like uh, gets uh, Sydney. Sydney ends up staying with Tatum that night. Dewey keeps Billy overnight and they go through his phone records and stuff like that. They have to let him go because the phone records don't match and uh, he can account for his whereabouts during the uh, Casey and Steve murders. And there's really no evidence to, other than that to suggest that he was the killer. So mm-hmm. they let him go. Very cool. Awesome. Uh, now the next day at school, uh, we get another big fight between Billy and Sydney. This time it's about, hey, you, didn't, you haven't had sex with me yet. It's been like two years. And she's like, God damn it, Billy. My mother was killed and I was assaulted last night. And he's like, I know, but I just got – remember these conversations with your girlfriend? I just got all these feelings, babe. Oh, yeah. And I just <laughs> – <laughs> I need to get these feelings out, preferably on your face or your tits. I don't <laughs> yeah. Ah, you're paying gross, God. <laughs> they have one of these dipshit conversations, and Sydney eventually storms off to the ladies' room, where she overhears a bunch of bitches talking shit about her, and it's very oh, emotional. And then the bitches leave, and then she gets, steps out and starts crying, and then Ghostface pops out and, again, assaults her. In the bathroom. In the bathroom. Uh, again, with the fight, the chase sequence, and eventually she makes it out of there and uh, to safety. And to make a long story short, school is canceled uh, indefinitely. So everybody's kind of cheering for Sydney because they just got like an extended summer break, I think. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Uh, now, for some reason, we're going to cut to the principal's office. Principal played by Henry Winkler, by the yes. way. Yes. Love me some Henry Winkler. Hell Yeah. Uh, he's in there and he's like, fucking shit. I just had to excuse everybody. There's a knock on the door. He opens the door. Nobody there. Closes another knock on the door. This time he's like, you little freaks. And he throws the door open and standing right outside is Wes Craven dressed up in a very hacky 
Freddy Krueger costume. It's, it's the actual costume from the 1984. Is it really? Yes. <laughs> it doesn't look like it. <laughs> and he's mopping the floor, and he's like, what'd you just say? And he's like, sorry, Fred. And then he closes the door. All right, Wes, I see what you did there, yeah. you cheeky bastard. Uh, he closes the door, and then out pops Ghostface from a wall locker and stabs the hell out of Henry Winkler. Yeah, you'll notice in that scene two things. There's two Fonzie references in there. So Fonz from you know Happy Days. So when he scared himself, he hurry up and fix his hair like he did when he was in Happy Days. And also when he went scrummaging through the closet, his Fonz jacket was in it. Oh, nice, <laughs> yeah. nice, very cool. Uh, and stab, 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 uh, principal is dead. That sucks. Uh, as we're following the kids out of there, though, uh, Stu, Matthew Lillard, decides he's going to have a party at his place that night. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty cool because this is a horror movie viewing party. He's going to go rent a bunch of movies from the video store and he's going to have all his friends over and drink mm -hmm. beers and watch these movies. Kids don't do that anymore, no. man. I don't know what they do, to be honest with you. Yeah. I miss those days. I do. Me too, man. That was the jam. You'd have a, your boys over and you'd hang out and put some movies on. Mm -hmm. I usually didn't have to go to the movie store because I had like two giant bookcases full of horror VHS <laughs> right. tapes. And uh, man, I got in a lot of trouble once. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like sixth grade. Uh, I had a couple of my friends over. And we watched the original Last House on the Left, oh. <laughs> which my parents – well, my parents weren't really part of the picture, so I just did whatever I wanted. But I had seen it before. Mm -hmm. they, these two guys, though, I think they were – they were either Mormons or Jehovah Witness. Oh, no. I forget which one. But they come in and they're just like – their eyes are like the size of bowling balls looking at all these horror movies. <laughs> and they're like, oh, what's this one? And I'm like, oh, it's – yeah, yeah. Uh, these drug lunatics kidnap a girl and they make her piss her pants and they rape her. But then the parents do a bunch of things with a blowjob. Can we watch that one? <laughs> sure. I've seen it 50,000 times. But if you want to pop it in, they had nightmares for months. <laughs> and then my mom gets a phone call from their mom. And <laughs> I'm actually scary movie. There is. Well, they said they wanted to watch it. What do you want me to do? I told them what was going to happen. They didn't listen to me. All right, anyway, uh, so they're having a big party at Stu's house that night. <clears throat> All the kids are coming over. It's great. We have this weird budding relationship between Gail Weathers and Deputy Dewey. At first, it seems like she's flirting him up just to like get closer to the story and yeah. stuff. And uh, But he's just, it's Gail Weathers, and I guess she had like some kind of a morning show or something, so he was mm -hmm. all hot for her. That's fine. Those two ended up getting married Yeah. once this movie finished. That's mm -hmm. kind of cool. I think they're divorced now, though. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, the big party's happening at Stu's house. Uh, the kids are all showing up. Uh, they got all the horror movies and stuff. Everybody kind of thinks, possibly, that Billy is actually the killer mm -hmm. a little bit. It's kind of like an underlying thing. Um uh, we're drinking beers. We're watching the movies. Deputy Dewey shows up with Gail, and he's like, I'm just keeping an eye on the place, you know? And he's doing the, the David Arquette, you know, dumb shit routine mm -hmm. <laughs> he's known yeah. for. Uh, I'm just going to make sure everybody's safe, and hey, you got an ID for that? I'm just busting your balls. Never mind. <laughs> and uh, outside, we have the old 1990s news van. Remember mm -hmm. that? Yep. You, th that thing would pop up in movies from time All to time. The time and it was always filled with like random monitors yep. and a bunch of junk food 
And it always looked to me like somebody was living in there. Yeah. You know? <laughs> right? I always wanted to see what was actually inside those news vans. <laughs> I imagine now it's just like one bench with a guy and a laptop. And that's it, probably. Back <laughs> yeah. then, it was like microphones and fucking charging things. Yeah. Looked like a war room in there or mm-hmm. something. Anyway, uh, he takes Gail into the party, and Gail sets up a hidden camera in the living room, right underneath the TV. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Uh, everybody's drinking, partying, having a good time. Uh, Tatum, who is Stu's girlfriend, goes out to the garage to get uh, some more beers with her fucking nipples. Oh, my God. Pointing due north. By northwest as the wind blows. You would think it was really cold. It had to be. Either that or she was smuggling two Skittles. That was the (laughs) only thing I could think of. She looks good, though. Oh, yeah. Rose McGowan. Did you know that she was born into a weird religious sex cult? Mm -mm. Yeah. Her, uh, Joaquin and River Phoenix. It was a weird sex cult out of Texas called the Children of God. Hmm. And uh, luckily, she... Like... uh, Joaquin and River Phoenix got out, um, but Joaquin didn't really remember too much about it. River, it really fucked up River Phoenix. Oh, yeah. And I don't think Rose McGowan remembers too much about it either. Like, she got out got out just as the whole shit was, like, people Unfolding. were being arrested and yeah. stuff like that. But uh, it's, it's bizarre. Either way, uh, she goes out to get mm. the beers, takes her nipples with her, uh, just in case, uh, gets the beers, is walking back into the garage, and gets confronted by Ghostface. Now, she thinks it's just Stu fucking around, because just before she left, they literally watched the scene in Halloween where the guy goes downstairs to get more beer, yeah. and then My- Michael Myers kills him and comes back in the costume. Mm-hmm. Very cool. I see what you did there, Mr. Mm-hmm. Craven. And she's like, oh, my God, Mr. Ghostface, I'm so scared. Should I run or should I, oh, just let me back in the house, you asshole. Yeah. He's like answering with nods. Yeah. <laughs> and then eventually he pulls out the big hunting knife and slashes her arm. And she's like, God, you fucker. Uh, big struggle again. Chase, chase, chase. Run around. She starts whipping beer bottles at his face and his balls, which I thought was kind of cool. Uh-huh. Uh, she tries to get out of the doggy door in the garage door. So she gets like uh, – her head and one shoulder and her boobs out, and then uh, Ghostface opens, opens the, garage. the garage. Now, I get it. This is 1996. Yeah. You can fart on a garage door opener, and it, won't. And it will cease all function. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> this thing must have had like a tractor in it. Yeah. It lifts, <laughs> so far off. Oh, yeah. It, <laughs> yeah. it lifts her up and it like keeps going, and then it breaks her neck against the garage door. <laughs> yeah, there's no way in hell no any garage way. door would no. do that. <laughs> no. The whole suspension probably would have given out. <laughs> yeah. All right, but well, whatever. That's, that's fine. You can suspend, Roll with it. Yeah, just suspend disbelief there for a second. So uh, Tatum is now out of the picture, and she's in the garage, so nobody knows that she's dead yet. Uh, outside, we have Gail and uh, her news camera guy, Kenny. They're just kind of hanging out. Uh, Deputy Dewey comes and asks Gail if she would like to go for a walk with him to check out a suspicious vehicle. Mm-hmm. Okay, sure. So off they go. It's a romantic night. Uh, They get to be alone for a few minutes. Very cool. Uh, Inside, nobody has noticed the uh, body of Tatum yet. Nobody's really looking. Unfortunately, Billy shows up to the party, Mm -hmm. and he wasn't supposed to. Uh, He does his best uh, pouty face on old uh, Sydney. Can I talk to you for a minute upstairs, Sydney? Yeah, yeah, I think we need to talk about some stuff, Billy. 
So they go upstairs. Uh, they <laughs> hug it out. Yeah. <laughs> she she kind of lets him off the hook about possibly being the killer. And, oh, I'm really sorry. I've been trying to pressure you into sex. It's okay. Come fuck me. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Boy, that took a turn, didn't it? It really did. Didn't take much convincing at all, really. <laughs> uh, they end up having sex. Uh, yes, it's like as soon as he squeezed her, squeezed her boob, it's like, okay. Bang. I want it. Bang. <laughs> That's yeah. all it took. Yeah. Billy. <laughs> Didn't you, couldn't you figure that out? Uh, so they have sex. Very cool. Downstairs, everybody's still getting drunk, watch a movie. Uh, Randy runs us through the rules of a horror film. Yeah. Don't have sex, happening right above us. Don't mm. drink, everybody's drinking. And whatever you do, don't say, I'll be right back. Yeah. Which Stu immediately does. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you, man, I think Matthew Lillard was probably the high point of this entire oh, movie. Oh, yeah. He made this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he leaves the, to go get more beer. They finish having sex. Uh, Dewey is now out taking a moonlit stroll with the reporter. Very nice. Um, about that time, the phone rings uh, there at the, at the party, and uh, Randy answers it, and whoever it is just breaks the news that the body of the principal was just found at the school hanging from the goalpost, mm-hmm. uh, eviscerated. So everybody at the party, with the exception of Randy, immediately get jumps in their cars. Yeah, let's goes, go. We gotta go check it out. And goes hauling ass to the school, nearly running over uh, Dewey and Gail on the mm-hmm. way down the road. Uh, they kind of have like a neat little push, shove her out of the way and land on top of her, kind of a romantic moment. But then they discover the mysterious car that was down there. Turns out it's actually Sydney's dad's car. Mm-hmm. Nobody's been able to get a hold of Sydney's dad since uh, since he left. Right. Well, okay, bit far fetched. You'd think they might put some effort into it. I mean, his his daughter was attacked twice now. Mm-hmm. All right, whatever. Uh, there's the car, and now for some reason it doesn't make a lot of sense. But the police are rolling under the assumption that the killer is probably Sydney's dad, which doesn't make any sense to me at all. But they've been looking for him, and they can't get a hold of him. And now they just found his car right there in the bushes by the uh, uh, Stu's place. All right. That's strange. Uh, Dewey calls it in, and he's getting back up on the way. Very cool. Cut back to the party. The only ones there now are Sydney, Billy, Stu, and Randy. And, uh, yeah. Right? Did I forget anybody? I don't think I did. No. Uh, mm. Sydney and Bill, Billy come downstairs and they're like, hey, we just got it on. <laughs> uh, everybody else is gone. What happened? I don't know. Randy's like, uh, we just found out that, uh, Principal What's-His-Name got killed and everybody left. And he's like, oh, okay. Uh, they go outside where we finally discover Tatum's dead body. Mm. Oh, shit. Sydney discovers it. Here comes Ghostface mm-hmm. running around. And Randy's oblivious. And Randy's oblivious. He's still watching him <laughs> He's still all the way on the yeah. couch. <laughs> I know. Half in the back. I love him. Uh, chase her upstairs where Billy is up there. Uh, Billy's like, I'm not the killer, Sydney. And then right behind him comes Ghostface and stabs Billy. So yeah, the, if this is the first time you're watching this, you're thinking, oh, shit, it wasn't Billy. Yeah. All right. Who does that leave? Well, really, the only two people left at the party are Stu and uh, Randy. Excuse me. Or now the throne third subject, her dad. Oh, yeah, or the the outside possibility of her dad. Uh, Run around, chase, 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 run, run, run. Uh, Randy is mysteriously missing all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. Okay, fair enough. Uh, 
The guy in the news van, Kenny, has a 30-second delay, mm-hmm. but he's watching as Ghostface is, like, chasing people around the house. Yeah. He's like, oh, shit. Uh, Sydney runs out there to the news van and hops in, and that's where we see Randy laying on the couch still watching the movie and Ghostface go creeping up behind him. Mm-hmm. So she's like, oh, my God, we got to go help him. And he's like, no, it already happened. There's a 30-second delay. So, like, fuck. Uh, they go... She goes out, and then uh, Kenny, the news guy, is like popping, looking around, trying to figure out what's going on. Ghostface comes around the corner and slits his throat, mm-hmm. kills him dead. Oh, shit. Uh, at this point. Ghostface leaves Randy alone. <laughs> yeah, doesn't fuck with Randy at all. Uh, at this point, uh, Gail and uh, Deputy Dewey are hauling ass back to the house because they need to call this in, and Dewey's car is up there, too. So uh, they go running up there. Uh, they run into Sydney on the way. Sydney tells him what's going on. Uh, Dewey's like, okay, wait here, wait here. I'm going to go in and check it out. So he goes in there with his gun drawn. Uh, Sydney is like hanging out with Gail for a second. And Gail takes off also. I think she was thinking she was going to like go around the side of the house or something, try to get her camera out. But uh, a few minutes later, Dewey comes out. and He's like staggering around and he's got a knife in his back. Mm-hmm. Collapses on the front porch. Shit. All right, uh, that sucks. So now uh, Randy comes out, and Sydney's like, that's a fucking killer, I don't know. So uh, Randy's like, yeah, I know, he almost killed me. But then at the same time, uh, Stu comes out, and Stu's pointing at Randy, going, Randy's a killer, Randy's a killer. And Randy's pointing at Stu, going, no, he's a killer, he's a killer. So Sydney grabs Dewey's gun and locks them both outside. Yeah. Well done, Sydney. Mm-hmm. Good job. Good on you, babe. Uh, about this time, <clears throat> Ghostface shows up back inside the house. Uh, run around, make a. This is like a big, long, drawn-out sequence to get to the point where we come to the understanding that basically Billy and Stu are both Ghostface. Yeah. Uh, they shoot Randy uh, using Dewey's gun because Billy comes down and gets the gun from uh, Sydney. Opens the door. There's Randy. Can't find Stu. Stu comes out. Or shoots Rand, Billy shoots Randy, and then Stu comes out, and that's where we get the reveal. Also, they have Sydney's dad tied up in the closet. Mm-hmm. So then we get a really um, silly explanation about how Sydney's mom was banging um, Billy's dad, which caused the divorce between Billy's parents. So um, the. Billy blamed uh, the breakup on Sydney's mom, so he's the one that actually killed Sydney's mom, and uh, Stu helped him. And basically, these two idiots are Ghostface, and they're the ones who did yeah. the whole shit. Uh, another big sequence: chasing, running around, all that shit. Um, Billy has to stab Stu because this, they. I love this scene. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, man. Give it to me. Give it to me. Matthew Lillard nailed it. <laughs> I can't do it anymore. I'm bleeding out here. I think I mean, I'm going to die, he, man. He was so believable. Oh, yeah. The, the, <laughs> the spit is coming out of his mouth. <laughs> yeah. And he's, he's turning all these different shades of pink I and white. I got nothing left. I think you have my spleen, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, make a long story short, um, Gail comes back in. Uh, she had, grabs Dewey's gun and is holding them both at gunpoint. Billy gets the gun away from her, and I think he like kicks her, but it doesn't. It just kind of knocks her back onto the porch, and I think it knocked her out or something like that. Because he doesn't really do anything to her. Um, after that, 
big struggle between the three of them. Sydney's dad gets loose. Sydney kills Stu by uh, knocking him down and pushing a an old school tube TV, yeah. TV on his head. Whew. Those things had to weigh like at least 140 pounds. Yeah, I remember moving one of those fuckers into oh, a third so story apartment. Oh, dude! Yeah, it took like six of us, and we had to keep taking breaks and mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, kills him, and then eventually shoots Billy in the head. And Randy, Gale, we find out that Dewey lived. He had to go to the hospital. And um, Randy, Gale, Sydney, and Dewey live. Everybody else dies, pretty much. Yeah. What did you think of Scream? Hey, Randy says, oh, wait, no, it's not over. This is the part where they come back. Yeah. And then he, like, (laughs) opens his eyes and she shoots him right in the head. (laughs) Yeah. Not in my movie. (laughs) Not in my movie. What'd you think of this one, buddy? I liked it. It was it was good to watch this one again. I liked it a lot more this time than I did than the originally. first time yeah. I watched it. I think it was for nostalgia's sake. Totally nostalgic, yeah. too. Because back then it was like, oh, this is stupid. Yeah, it was like very you know? formulaic. There was a cool twist with the multiple killers. Yeah, and uh, this brought on uh, those other ones. Um, I know I what, know you, what did you did last summer. summer. Yeah. yeah, Which was a lot like this, but with a much more serious, serious undertone. Yeah. And a hell of a lot more cleavage. Mm-hmm. Um I watched this last night, and I think I fell in love with it a little yeah. bit. Uh, just for 90s nostalgia, watching it as a horror dork, you're probably going to be like, oh, this is kind of formulaic, really. Yeah. But I kind of feel like it has to be in order to fit that meta vibe of everybody making fun of horror movies as they go. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It has like like the scene where uh, Sydney is complaining about the girl going upstairs instead of out of the front door, right. and then immediately that does happens. just that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. good show, definitely. Um, Courtney Cox, wow, yeah. What is what is she doing? She's got like a MILF channel or something <laughs> really? these days, doesn't she? <laughs> I have no Some idea. Some reality shows like MILF Island or something like wow. that. I I don't know. I huh. have no yeah, idea. She was smoking in her ugly dress, but I mean, she was smoking. Oh yeah, totally. All right, that was Scream, my friends. Uh, Let's take us a little break. We'll come back with some other stuff, yeah? Hell yeah.
Hey, inmates. If you like what you hear, head over to the Padded Room Facebook group and support us through the patron link with a small monthly donation. Check out the T-Villain link at paddedroom.podbean.com and grab some t-shirts. Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. And we are back, my friend. I tell you what, I would love to have, I mean, we've had like video, like movie watching parties here at the house, you know, we have everybody over and we put a movie on. Oh yeah. We throw back some shots and usually end up making fun of the movie and playing board games and shit like that. The latest Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, that, that kind of harkens back to that, that, uh, high school party that we Mm -hmm. all wanted to go to. Yeah. You know, so I guess that's. We don't. We no longer have the the luxury of going to a video store and and poking around and finding some random title with a skull and tits on the cover. But on the other hand, I guess we just go to Netflix or whatever other streaming site and cycle through. Yeah. But I guess I don't know. Does that take? Yeah, because after block after Blockbuster is uh, Redbox that got huge there for a minute. Yeah. And then now that's fading away because all these streaming services. Yeah, you know? Why go to the 7-Eleven yeah. in the middle of the night? Mm-hmm. And even still, you're basically just doing the same thing. You're just scrolling on a touchscreen. <laughs> right. You know? How weird was that? Yeah, but it, like a blockbuster, you used to be able to buy popcorn yeah. and raisinets if uh-huh. you wanted raisinets and not fucking crunch, little crunchy <laughs> jams, whatever those things were called. Yeah. You fuckers. All right. <laughs> yeah, it's just cool. I could spend like an hour at Blockbuster just like, oh my gosh, all these movies. There was a deal at Blockbuster. There was used to be one right down the street. And there, it was like 20 bucks a month. You got two rentals. Mm-hmm. You'd take them back. You'd get two more. And you could just do that as many times as, as, many as you want. As many as you wanted. Mm-hmm. And I went through that entire horror section in about two months. Yeah. And then I just started all over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was good yeah, times, man. It was man. great. All right, man. Well, are you ready to get into the Terra Dome? Yeah. Let's do it. No tears, please. It's a waste of good suffering. I'm not going to hurt you. You didn't let me finish my sentence. I said, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just going to bash your brains. I'm going to bash them right the fuck in. I'll kill you all. I'll be crazy. Six-year-old child with this blind, pale, emotional face, the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. Welcome to the Terradome. First, we got to look at last week's winners, buddy. All right. Tracking the movement of the dolls was rudimentary for the Red Queen's motion sensors. Their small size made it easy for them to skip through the guards, but with her all-seeing eye, rerouting them to the R&D lab where a snatch-and-grab team would be waiting for them brought an end to the infiltration. 
With a vote of 12 to 0, the Umbrella Corporation advances over the Chucky family. Shocking. I told him, man. <laughs> yeah. I told Lance. It's not a good idea, bud. He didn't want to listen to me, though. He thought they were fun. He thought it was going to be like a Killer Tomato type scenario. Yeah. Where everybody would just get behind him just to piss me off. He should have called in and pleaded his case. He should have. Wrote <laughs> in or wrote in or something. Yeah. Done something, man. <laughs> Fucking uh, Chucky family, huh? All right. <laughs> yeah. Nope. All right, let's take a look at this week's matchup, shall we? Mm-hmm. We are in the Inferno Conference round four. As usual, inmates, bear with me. I'm not very good at writing. The time had come, and to delay any further would simply not do. Frank had stalled long enough, and now the puzzle box lay before him in the attic. Frank was a collector of rare and spiritual artifacts. He fancied himself an explorer as well discovering new highs and lows within the human condition, every pleasure and pain this world had to offer. That was how and why he'd come to own the house on Ocean Avenue, the infamous site of the DeFeo murders as well as the subsequent abandonment of the residence by the Lutz family. Also, the small box that lay before him, the Toymaker's box, believed to be a gateway to another world. Finding it wasn't easy and now opening it would be even harder. The basement of the house was supposed to be a doorway to hell. Opening the puzzle box in the attic would turn the house into a revolving door of sorts, allowing Frank to traverse dimensions with ease. Team's competition, we have the ghosts versus the Cenobites, buddy. What do you think? Hmm. You know, I'm going to go with the ghosts. I think I have to also because I don't know what a hook and chain situation is going to do to a ghost. You know yeah. what I mean? Go right through them. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's scary. I wouldn't want the hooks and chains coming at me, but if I'm already dead and I don't even inhabit a corporal form anymore, really, they're just going to whip right through me, right? Yeah. I got to take the ghosts on this one. I'm yeah. a Hellraiser guy. I like the Cenobites. Yeah. But this matchup is kind of leaning heavily in one direction. Right. That's your Terror Dome matchup for the weekend, mates. It's now, the, now oh. if it was Ghosts versus Ghostbusters... Well, that's a different story. <laughs> yeah. If it was Ghostbusters versus Cenobites. 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 <laughs> Isn't that so weird? Yeah. That uh, positron accelerator, that's not going to help No, you. no it's not. in a chain, buddy. Uh-uh. Dr. Venkman, you're in big trouble. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, that's your Terrado match for the weekend, mates. It's Ghost versus Cenobites. Get us your votes by next week if you can. The Mental Health Hotline is area code 775-387-0275 or on the regular old email at thepaddedroom2011 at hotmail.com. Or you can just write in to say how you doing. Uh, wish Buddy's mom well. Yeah, uh, thank you. If you have any messages you'd like to pass on to Monica, we can do that also as mm-hmm. long as they don't include, like, you know, threats or... <laughs> Uh, racially uh, racist statements against Hungarian people. I don't even know what you would, how you would phrase something like that. Now that I think about it. Uh, anyway, yeah, let's not do that. <laughs> no, no racist stuff, please. I'm in enough trouble as it is. Uh, how about some? What are you looking at, buddy? Yeah. What are you looking at? Yeah. Um, I didn't get to watch any movies, but I did get to watch the first four episodes of Shudder's Cursed Films Season 2. 
How is it? Um, it's pretty good. The first four episodes are a movie called Stalker, which I've never seen or heard of before. Hmm. Uh, Rosemary's Baby, hmm. Serpent in the Rainbow, mm-hmm. and there was another one. Let me pull it up real quick. But uh, this, did you uh, get to watch the first season at all? No. It's a pretty. It's pretty good. So these movies have like negative connotations to them. Mm-hmm. Like weird things happened on set. A lot of tragedy. A lot of shit going wrong. Yeah, kind of like poltergeist. Yeah, weird illnesses. That one was covered in season one, as I mm. recall. Uh, season two. Here we are. Oh, The Wizard of Oz. Ooh. Yeah. That one's got some creepy stuff in it, dude. Really? Uh, yeah. Um, it's fascinating stuff. But in in all these cases, these are big budget, like huge productions. And I'm I'm not a superstitious kind of a guy. This stuff fascinates me because for the most part, these are horror films, and this is kind of horror history and horror lineage that these things happen. But in almost every case, there are these big productions, and productions go on for like up to three, four months. When you're dealing with that many people for that long of a period of time with things like special effects and stunts involved, it almost seems mathematical to me that some shit's going to go down. Right. Like uh, The Wizard of Oz, for example. Uh, I don't know if this has been substantiated or not, but one of the rumors is that the dwarves were all having these drunken orgies and giant brawls, because they had them all staying in one hotel during the entire production. And apparently it was just this fucking madhouse at the hotel. That's disgusting. (laughs) I know, right? But, I mean, you would assume that when you have that many people basically living on top of each other for that long, some shit's going to go down. Mm -hmm. Uh, The the Serpent of the Rainbow episode, supposedly one of the writers got possessed. Because they actually went down to uh, Haiti to film. And the whole cast and crew, like as part of the experience, went and sat in on some of these voodoo rituals. Wow. So apparently one of them had like a complete nervous breakdown. Bill Pullman, who was in the movie, mm-hmm. started having like weird visions while he was down there. And he doesn't like to talk about it. It's it's really weird, man. It's wow. worth watching if you are fascinated at all by that stuff. Hmm. Okay. Uh, that's really all I got to watch this week, buddy. You get anything? Um. The new Batman. What did you think? I've heard good things. It's okay. It's okay? Yeah. Is it, uh, where would you put it on a scale of Batman movies? Oh, it wouldn't be very high. No? No. Would it be? Well, okay, there's a lot of terrible ones. There is. So, maybe in the top three or four. Would you put it in the upper half? Yeah. Okay, so. Like middle, upper half. Better than like a uh, Ben Affleck yeah. Batman? Okay, oh, so yeah. better than the Justice League ones. Um, Not as good as the Christian Bale one. I like that one That's probably, In my opinion, that's probably about as good um, as you're going to get. I like the original one with uh, Michael, Keaton. Michael Keaton. Sure. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of stupid ones in there. Yeah, George Clooney. Yeah. Eh. No. All right. <laughs> I heard good thing. I heard it. it's more of, it's got like a horror kind of a... Yeah, it's a little darker. Yeah? It, yeah. I'm into it. I gotta. I gotta watch. It's it. just the whole emo Batman. He does not look Robert like, Pattinson. Yeah, he does not look like a good Batman at all. I mean, all. but so, okay. So if you think about it, though, like Bruce Wayne, like I've always maintained that the the beauty of Batman is not Batman. Batman is neither here nor there. You could replace Bruce Wayne with a dime store mannequin. Right. Really, it's the villains. Mm-hmm. That's where you make your money, right there. I, I tell you what, the star of the show is the Riddler. Who played the Riddler? 
Um, I can't remember his name. Okay. Um, but that's who you're voting for. Yeah, that's who you're rooting for. Is yeah. The nice. Yeah. Okay. Anything else, bud? No, that's it. Okay. Let's do a little immersion therapy then, shall we? Immersion therapy. Yes, sir. Did you get a chance to check out Choose or Die? Yeah. Um, there's a lot of unanswered questions there and a lot of things that don't make sense. Mm-hmm. Now, there's also some good stuff, but I think if... Kind of I think feel- the good stuff outdoes the bad stuff. Yeah, sure. Like that, the scene in the diner was badass. Oh, yeah. Uh, when they uh, get into the basement of that warehouse and the he starts vomiting up the, the tape. The tape. The <laughs> fast-forward rewind situation. That was pretty dope. Uh-huh. Um, I, felt, I feel like this was probably... I like the family scene. That was... Different. That was gnarly. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty and to, gnarly. And to bring it up again at the end, I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, Totally. Uh, I feel like the only way we're going to get any answers to this is if we get a sequel and the, or a prequel and they do that thing where they just have to explain everything that didn't get explained in the first movie. Yeah. You know, sometimes Which it might works make it out. Worse. Sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, I'm not, I'm not at all mad at it. It's, uh. I don't know. It's uh, you, you got to kind of really get into the retro scene, yeah, to to dig this. Yeah, um, I could have gone without the retro and just keep it as well. This is just crazy nonsense. Yeah, yeah. Because it was like batshit crazy at the beginning. It's like, what the hell is going on? I mean, yeah, I, I could have gone without the whole animatronic crap, you know, or you know, well, yeah. <laughs> there's that, and then it's like, well, they found this game on his floor. You yeah. know what I mean? So uh-huh. it's just been sitting on sitting his floor there. the whole time, and yeah. he never, nobody ever saw it. And all of a sudden, he has this crazy interest right. in it. I don't know, man. Like I said, there's there's some good scenes here. It's not the best thing I've ever seen. It's not the worst thing I've ever seen, obviously. Right. Um, if there's a sequel, I'll check it out. Yeah. I'll, I'll be... Just to know See what else something. happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, buddy, what do you got for us this week? Dude? All right, this week, let's check out 2021's The Eighth Night. This is about with prayer beads in one hand and an axe in the other, a monk hunts down a millennia old spirit that's possessing humans and unleashing hell on Earth. Oh, yeah. killer monk, man. <laughs> right? I like it. Fuck that. All right, check that shit out, inmates. We will do the same. Oh, and you'll find this gem on Netflix. Netflix, yeah. Excuse me, but first we must educate me. Yeah. Educating Miss Monica. First, my clues from last week. I got anything you need, buddy. I've got an all-girl band stuck in a weird uh, midwife situation. I've got uh, some 
amateur surgery happening. I have Grim Reapers showing up. I have a possible child abduction and or rescue mission kind of a thing. Uh, I might just open up the fucking ground and swallow all of this too. Anything? I am, of course, southbound. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I don't know if I would call those things Grim Reapers, but they definitely had like a Grim Reaper look to them. Mm -hmm. Those weird black skull floating things showing up in the middle of the desert. Yeah, man, what a great movie. That was a great show, right? Yeah. Probably one of my favorite anthologies, Anthologies, now that I think about Mm -hmm. it. Right on. I told you. So when you're done, inmates kicking yourselves in the face. Son of a bitch. Who might I be this week, you wonder? Mm-hmm. Well, I am moving my family to a foreign country because, uh, number one, I inherited a giant castle. Number two, um, we had a pretty uh, shaky relationship in the United States. Uh, I am a bit of what you call a drunkard. And I may have killed one of my children in a drunk driving situation. Good news. We're out of there. We're getting a fresh start. I'm never going to drink again, or at least not. I hope I'm going to try my best not to anyway. And uh, bad news. There may be some kind of a uh, something living in the castle with us that we can't quite figure out. And it's uh, he's, he's uh, not happy. It's a pretty scary kind of a thing. So there's that. Who might I be, you ask? Tune mm-hmm. in next week, and I will drop some knowledge on you. In the meantime, inmates, I think that's about going to do it for us this week. Join us next week, of course, for Scream 2. Yes. Here in Scream Month in the padded room. Uh, like, comment, subscribe wherever you found this show. That helps our visibility quite a bit. We do have a Patreon campaign running. Uh, paddedroom.podbean.com is where you find the link to that bad guy. $5 donation will get you... A padded room travel mug, a padded room t-shirt, control of the month of June, and uh, as much hardcore pornography as I can fit into a box and then mail to you. (laughs) And I have a lot, my friends. Don't worry about me. I'm not going to run out of porn anytime soon. And if I do, I'll just get Miss Monica on the phone. Get some more. She'll back up the the flatbed. (laughs) I'll have to block off my garage for a week. Some people drop off gravel. Some people drop off porn. I get porn. (laughs) Motherfuck. Two yards of porn coming right at you. Good thing I have small children in this house, Monica. Um, Yeah, paddedroom.podbean.com is where you find the link to that. Uh, In the meantime, for Miss Monica and Absentia, Buddy, who is here in front of me, Cursed Films, Glenn Danzig, um, The Fonz, The Fonz, and I'm starting to remember why everybody was in love with Nev Campbell. Eh. Nah? No. She was pretty... I liked her more in the craft than I did this one. She plays shy very well. Yeah. When she when she's doing the, the, the downplaying of the personality, and uh-huh. she, she does that weird thing where I'm hot, but I don't know I'm hot kind yeah. of a thing. Yeah. That's when she's pretty hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's still hot regardless, yeah. or at least circa 1996. She still looks good, I'm sure. Uh, and the Padded Room Podcast, I'm afraid visiting hours are over. Bye, and have a great week. Yeah.